Hi, it's Pete Norstead here and welcome to another Trade on Sports and Focused on Football Premier League betting podcast. As usual, I'm joined by Jimmy Kempton. How are you doing, Jimmy? And how did your run go? Well, I completed it. I'm still alive, Peter. At 16 miles when I hit the wall, I didn't think I would make it this week. Wow, 16 miles. Yes, so... at that point I thought, oh, oh, lovely, I've still got nearly a full marathon to go. Uh, and then I'll remember that I had a diversion to do as well. So it wasn't going to be 40 miles. It was going to be just over 41 miles. Um, but I did it. Um, got my nutrition pretty badly wrong, I think, first thing Saturday morning, which meant I was struggling. But I did it uh, just a fraction over eight hours. But my moving time was actually only seven hours 31. But I stopped a few times at the uh, the aid stations for a sit down and uh Gave myself a stiff talking to and to get myself back on the road. But yeah, all good. Thank you, mate. Never again, though. Never again, Peter. Wow, that's impressive. That's impressive. Uh, well, luckily, though, I mean, you, you you were right about the weather. But what what about the weather today? That is unbelievable. I can't. You can't, would not believe the rain that has fallen on Peterborough in the last few hours. It's just incredible. It's just softening that pitch up, Peter, for tomorrow night's big game. Well, I think. You are quite confident, aren't you? No, it wouldn't surprise me. I think we can come away with something. I'd like to hope we can get the win, though, tomorrow. And then that, then when you go to Hills, but anything can happen. I've been to both the games this season, the Sheffield Wednesday games. First game, we won 2-0, but there was a Sheffield Wednesday player sent off. Second game was a bit of a dull affair, to be quite honest. Peterborough had more of the ball in the first half, but the second half, uh, Sheffield Wednesday, you know, they piled on a little bit of pressure and they got that goal. But it wasn't a great game. Uh, I, well, we'll see. I, I, I'm it, Everything is a bonus from now on. It is. You, you almost poo-pooed me last weekend when we were chatting offline and I said, I think you might do this. And you were like, whether you were just playing devil's advocate and trying to, a bit of reverse psychology, but you said you weren't going to make it. And uh, I think you could go all the way. Your team always scores goals, Peter. Yes, and and yeah, and and I think in in some ways as well, it's not who's play, who's the better. To, it's who can hold their nerve on the day, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. There's a lot of pressure on. Well, you'll you'll be the team going into it with the least amount of pressure on. You've got in through the back door, arguably, and you're the you're in quote unquote smallest team in the playoffs, aren't you? Yes, and I mean, if I think if they played Barnsley, I would I'd fancy the chances. I think Bolton. Strong team, I would say. They're yeah. one that worry me. A lot of pressure on Sheffield Wednesday, though, in this semi-final. Already some of their fans are probably almost overlooking this game. So yeah. You get off to a good I, start, mate. I think, I think, to be quite honest, if we don't, if we don't do it, I, I would like Sheffield Wednesday to do it. Because that gets rid of one of the bigger sides, doesn't it? Yeah, but then they'll they'll always bring lots of fans. Anyway, less of this league. Well, this isn't the League One betting podcast, Peter, is it? No, yeah, you know, I don't know whether we do better in the league. One. <laughs> We've done all right lately. We've done all yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, last last week was a bit of a. I, I mean, it, this is it's a tough tough time of year, isn't it? And you know, like I said, situational and and circumstances that they're, they're you know that you know you got to look at those. Anyway, let's start off with uh, Leeds against Newcastle plus three quarters of a handicap here. Um, Recent head-to-heads, Leeds have won one, Newcastle have won one. When plus three quarters, Leeds record reads one naught, drawn three, lost three, all three defeats by two or more goals. They're for 2-1 defeat away at Man City. Newcastle, when they're minus uh, uh, 
three quarters. One one draw, one lost naught. The win that they had wasn't by two or more goals. And they're coming off a 2-0 defeat at home to Arsenal. Leeds, they've lost five of their last six. My ratings, though, suggesting the value is with the home side. Plus three quarters, 137 matches, 62 times the home side have covered it. 54 half wins, 71 losses. Sorry, 54 half um, losses, 71 losses. So it's 62 to 98. So the trend is definitely with the away side. But my ratings suggesting slight value with the home side. Leeds have got, I think they've got to get something out of this game. I think they play Leicester, don't they, in a in a game's time as well. Yeah, I think so. And what I would say about this game, Pete, is that it's what your eyes tell you against what the stats tell you. Because when I look at this line, three quarters of a goal line, knowing full well exactly um, what it means for both teams, I would I would rather be on Leeds' side of the fence here, receiving plus three quarters of a goal. This is a must-win game in front of a crowd that will be whipped up into a frenzy. They'll probably forget a lot of the, you know, the indiscretions of the season. One big final push to try and get a huge result for them. But when then when you look at the stats, top six finishing sides win 68% of games away to bottom six finishing teams. That equates to a true price of 1.48, which suggests this match line should be Newcastle minus one. I think no matter what happens from now on in Newcastle, they're clearly going to finish in the top five. They want Champions League football. This is one of those games where you think, which set of players are going to want it more? And Newcastle want to get in the Champions League more or are Leeds wanting to try and stay up more? I, I lean towards the home team here, Pete, even though the mathematical trends tell you that Newcastle might be a decent bet. The, the one thing that sort of does make me kind of lean towards Leeds as well. We, we think of Leeds as a team that concedes lots of goals. Well, over the last few seasons, Newcastle have only scored five goals in five games against them. So if you're getting plus three quarters of a goal on the home side in a must-win game for them, I think it might be some a little bit of value. Yes, I mean, I, I got that wrong about the Leicester. Uh, after this, uh, Leeds are away at out to West Ham and home to Spurs. So, fairly tough, I would suggest. Yeah, and I think they will pinpoint this game as a a virtual must-win game for them, even though mathematically it won't be a must-win game from a confidence perspective. I think three points is almost what they need here. Aston Villa Spurs next. Uh, The line is minus a quarter. uh, The last four meetings, uh, Spurs won all four. When minus a quarter, Villa's record is good at home. One seven drawn, one lost two, come for one nil defeat away at Wolves. Spurs, when they're plus a quarter away, one one drawn, three lost six, come for one nil victory at home to Palace. Two or less goals have been seen in Villa's last four matches. Minus a quarter goal, 556 matches over the last seven seasons. 230 home, 169 half loss, 157 losses. So it equates to 230 home, 241 away. Maurice is suggesting value spurs, but they just don't seem to perform You know, against what you would consider equal or better opposition away. Yeah, I'm not sure anybody should be trusting Spurs, to be honest. I mean, when the sides met earlier in the season, Villa ran out 2-0 winners at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And interestingly, last time out, that 1-0 win over Crystal Palace, 
it was the first time in nine games that the yes on both teams to score hadn't cashed in a Spurs game. Now, you'd expect it to return here because you'd think Villa, you know, will probably score. But if you flip it over onto the Villa side of things, they've kept five consecutive clean sheets at Villa Park. Now, they've come against, you know, Bournemouth, Fulham, Newcastle, Notts Forest and Palace. Spurs are a big step up in attacking threat from the majority of those sides, but they're so inconsistent. I think I do lean to the over two and three quarters and the yes on both teams to score, Pete. But, you know, this Spurs team, would you really want to, you know, come the end of Saturday be saying, yeah, I lost money betting on Spurs? <laughs> Either way, no. No, no. Uh, three games left in the season. Just wait to lose money on them next season. <laughs> Chelsea Forest next. Uh, again, this is a vital game uh, for the visitors. Uh, Chelsea minus one goal here, which, you know, could be a little bit surprising given their recent form. Chelsea went minus one, one six, drawn three, lost one, four of the six victories by two or more goals, coming off a very good 3-1 victory away at Bournemouth. Forest, when they're plus one goal, they've lost both games and they've lost both games by two or more goals, coming off an excellent 4-3 um, victory at home to Southampton. Great game, really. Forest, they've conceded, though, two goals in six of their last seven, so they are, you know, shipping goals here. Minus one goal over the last seven seasons, 271 matches, 107 home, 73 push, uh, 94 um, away. Sorry, that's 107 home, 70 push, 94 away. So it's 107 plays, 94. My rating suggesting value Chelsea, but I, I think it's, it. you know, Forest are going to look at this game, though. They're going to have to, you know, look at doing something. They're away at Chelsea. Uh, Forest, they have got Arsenal at home, that's going to be tough and then finally they finish away at Palace I think they must get something out of this game, I think I think they're more than capable on recent form of of earning a point here now, Chelsea Pete, I don't know if you know this you probably do, you're the stats guru, they only have the 15th best home record in the Premier League Mm. They have a minus five goal difference. They are not a good side. Now, does that mean that they're not going to win and cover this line? No, of course, they, they more than likely could do. But they've only gone six, five and six at home all season. Only two of those six wins against Bournemouth and Wolves have come by more than one goal. So everything there is pointing to back in Forest until you look at Steve Cooper's men's away record that it's terrible one three and 13 on the road a minus 33 goal difference so both teams are hard to trust here similarly to Spurs are you really wanting come Saturday night to say you've lost money back in a Chelsea team to win by two or more goals or flip that over do you want to say well I lost you know back in a, back in a Forest <laughs> team that's got a <laughs> minus 33 <laughs> goal difference away from home complete stay away from it this one for me, Pete. Wouldn't surprise me if Forrest got a point, you know. No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't me either. Um, Palace Bournemouth next. Uh, recent head-to-heads. Um, Palace have won two. There's been two draws and Bournemouth have won one. In fact, Palace, they've only lost one of their last 10 matches when facing Bournemouth. Uh, when minus half a goal, 
Uh, Palace record reads 1 6 drawn 4 lost naught, coming for 1 0 defeats uh, away at Spurs. Bournemouth win plus half 1 2 drawn 3 lost 5, coming for 3 1 defeats home to Chelsea. Minus half a goal, 281 matches, 133 home, 148 away. Marais is suggesting no value in the line. I, I, I think Bournemouth are pretty safe. After this, they've got Manchester United at home and they're away at Everton. I think I think they're going to be sort of safe. They, they may get something here. I think this, this could be a draw in, in, in my book. Well, I'll tell you what, Pete, if this game was being played a fortnight ago and say if Bournemouth were only six points uh, clear of the relegation zone, I would be going all in. I'd be pushing all my chips in on Bournemouth here. The problem I have is that following a really good run, they've won their last three on the road mm. for Bournemouth. They've won mm. at Leicester, Tottenham and Southampton in the last three away games. The problem for me here is that with three games to go, they are nine points clear of the relegation zone. They're sat in 14th spot. It's going to take some sort of, you know, miracle for them to end up in the bottom three. And, and you know what? I've not looked into the fixtures enough. It may even already be impossible, depending on who's playing who, for Bournemouth to slip in to the bottom three. Now, Palace have gone 4-1-2 and two since Roy Hodgson returned. They've won two and drawn one of the three games on home soil. But given the form Bournemouth are in, if they were a little bit closer to the relegation zone, as crazy as it sounds, I would be all over Bournemouth here. Mm. It's the only yeah. reason I'm staying away, to be honest. They, they may think that what the work they've done in the last month is enough and they may just take their foot off the gas. Next up, we have um, Manchester United Wolves, minus one and a quarter here. Recent head-to-heads, Manchester United won one. There's been two draws, Wolves have won one. With minus one and a quarter, United's record reads 1-6, drawn two, lost two. Four of the six were by two or more goals, coming for one nil defeats away at West Ham. Wolves, when they're plus one and a quarter, one nought, drawn one, lost one, coming off a one nil defeat. Uh, uh, away at uh, sorry at home to sorry a one nil victory at home to Villa. Two or less goals have been seen in eight of Man United's last nine. So the, the you know there hasn't been many goals there in those games. Minus one and a quarter, eighty eight matches, thirty nine home, twenty two half lost, twenty seven loss. So it's thirty nine thirty eight. is suggesting good value Wolves. I can see Manchester United winning this though. You know that they're, they're going to want that one of those top four places. I can see him getting it. It's it. Difficult one. Whether they cover that handicap, though, or not is debatable. It's very debatable. Under two and a half goals is on a six and one run when the teams meet. And United have been very stingy at home. They've won 12, drawn three, lost one. They've allowed just eight goals, even with David De Gea flapping around between the sticks. They've been very difficult to breach on home soil. And that leads me to the only bet that I can really make in this game. You're looking at... Um, minus one and a quarter, Man United around 1.91. But Bet Victor are offering seven to five, so 2.40 with Man United to win to nil. I think, bearing in mind that Wolves have scored, what, 12 goals away from home all season, the fact that they've all booked, well, they have, they are safe mathematically even. I'm not so sure we'll see a huge performance here from Wolves. I think Man United often make more hard work of games these days than is often necessary, which could mean that they need to sort of shore up a little bit more defensively if they've only scored one or two. They'll be very keen to keep a clean sheet. I quite like the uh, Man United to win to nil, Pete, at 2.40. 
Southampton uh, against Fulham next. Scratch, uh, recent head-to-head, Southampton have won both of the games. Uh, when off scratch, Southampton's record reads 1-2, drawn, 2, lost 6, coming off a 4-3 defeat away at Forest. Fulham, when they're uh, away off scratch, 1-1, drawn, 2, lost 1, coming off a 5-3 victory at home to Leicester. Good win, that is. Well, I mean, in fact, incredible, really. Southampton lost six of the last seven. I think this is... I think this could be the last game, to be quite honest. I don't see any value in the line. Scratch, 248, 84 home, 78 push, 86 away. So 84 plays, 86 effectively. No value in the line. I I, I don't see Southampton winning this game, if I'm honest. No, and that's why I'm going to take Fulham, Pete, off scratch. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's going to be my bet for the week. And Yeah, I, I, it, I, don't, I don't blame you. I can't believe this after a few weeks ago saying that they're right Fulham off without Mitrovic and all of that and all that jazz. Um, But for me, the stats are telling. For for the last few years, we've gone on about Southampton's home form. They're priced up at scratch here. They've only won 28% of the games at home over the last few seasons. That's a, a large sample size I've looked at. 112 games. They've won 31 of them at St Mary's. And to be honest, Pete, in some of those seasons, they've been an half-decent team. They've won six games in total this season, only two at home. When you look at bottom six finishing sides, when they play at home against newly promoted teams who finish in the mid-third of the table, that you know particular subset has gone 7, 8 and 13. Fulham have gone 3-0 and 7 in the last 10 games. That, on paper, doesn't sound a great run. But let's look a little bit deeper into this. Those defeats have come against decent to good sides. Arsenal, Brentford, an informed Bournemouth. That West West Ham side, when they've hit a little bit of form, Aston Villa, Man City and Liverpool. The three wins in those 10 games have come against Everton, Leeds and Leicester. That's who... Southampton are more like those latter three teams. They're three struggling sides. There's nobody in this league more struggling than Southampton. And Fulham won the first meeting in the side to 2-1. They'll come into this game playing with a little bit of confidence, a little bit of swagger after netting five times against Leicester. I genuinely, we've not seen anything in recent weeks, really, have we, Pete, from Southampton in terms of any fight? Well, no, I, I, I don't know. They, they had a three-old draw away at Arsenal, didn't they? The 4-3... Mind you, they were behind against Forest, weren't they? They're always playing catch up. But it, 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 no, they don't. They're just—I don't think they're good enough, are they? No, you've got... You're saying that they put some fight in, and then you've quoted two games in which they've conceded seven goals. Yes, yes. So I, I know what you mean in terms of, and I think that night at the Emirates was more about Arsenal, to be honest, yeah, their, yeah. their nerves rather than Southampton. But I'll give you the result at Forest, but they're always playing catch up there. I mean, coming up, they've got Brighton away, then Liverpool at home. It's it. They, they you know, I, I think this is. Well, they have to. I mean, they're, yeah. they're eight points adrift of safety. Yeah, they're this. Yeah, no, this is. Yeah, I think this is the final, final week of. Uh, you know, I think they'll be down come Saturday. It is, and they could even win all three games and still go down. So if they start hearing results are going against them in other grounds, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to chuck a lot of money on Fulham here, but I probably think it's the best bet of the day. Brentford West Ham next minus a quarter of a goal. Brentford won the fixture last season. When minus a quarter of a goal at home, Brentford's record's good. One five drawn, one lost, one coming off a one nil defeat away at Liverpool.
victory at home to Manchester United. I think I think now we can we can you know say West Ham are, are certainly safe and and uh, you know obviously they're playing tonight in the in Europe and you know looking to get to their European final. Um, no value in the line. It, I, I, I do lean to the home side though because I think West Ham will have their eye on this cup competition. Certainly, and in some ways, Pete, I think this could be one of those games where you might want to jump on early and get on Brentford now if you want to back them, because I don't see this going any way bar towards Brentford minus a half. Everything that's pointing towards this game is saying back Brentford, and, and in some ways, that, that's always a red flag to me anyway, in terms of what are we missing here. Brentford are 13 points clear of West Ham, yet they're only a quarter goal favourite. Sides have met three times over this season and last. Brentford have won all three of those games. They won 2-0 at the London Stadium earlier in the season and they won this fixture 2-0 at the back end of the last campaign. Whatever happens tonight in this game that West Ham are currently playing, you would think David Moyes won't be taking anything for granted next week in the second leg. So, yeah, if you want to bet in this game... If you want to back Brentford, I think you need to get on them early because I think money's going to come for them. And at 2.11 at the moment on the outright, I think Brentford will probably start the game odds on. And if you want to back West Ham, I think you should probably hang on because you'll probably get a much better price near a kickoff. A lot of people have been saying, you know, you know how football fans are like, they're sort of criticising, well, not criticising, but, you know, saying, you know, about, you know, West Ham fans getting excited for this competition. But why not? It's, you know... Who's at the semi-final stage now? You know, all to play for, isn't it? But they're normally fans of teams that aren't going to win anything or or have anything to celebrate at this stage of the season. Football is about joy, days out with your mates, on the beers, having fun. Yeah, it, you know. I mean, it's the same with the EFL trophy, isn't it? You know, you know, I really enjoy those games. You know. Yeah, I had one of the best days ever with my mates down at Wembley, the day Lincoln lifted the trophy against Shrewsbury. Is it the most glamorous competition? No, and that's why the Europa Conference League isn't the most glamorous mm. competition. But I tell you what, they're the days that as supporters you remember for the rest of your life. Just on a side note, uh, obviously we're recording this actually as the game is going on West Ham uh... AZ Altmar and uh, after 40 minutes it's nil nil. But I noticed another score in the in the Europa League, Juventus nil Seville one. Well, I Isn't think the it... goal's just gone in at the London Stadium. People All think right, have gone one down. Oh, yes, they have. Yes, they they, they have. So yes, what that that old Seville play beating you. Yes, yeah, so, so, yeah. Isn't it amazing how the Spanish sides and you know Seville have had a a, a tough season and yet here they are again. Probably in the final of the Europa League, another Europa League final. Yet again. <laughs> Unbelievable. Right, next, uh, Arsenal-Brighton, uh, minus three quarters here. Recent head-to-heads, Arsenal 1-2, there's been one draw, Brighton have 1-2. Arsenal, where they're minus three quarters, 1-3, drawn five, lost two. Two of the three victories were by two or more goals, coming off a, a very good 2-0 victory away at Newcastle. Brighton, uh, when they're plus three quarters, 1-3, drawn three, lost four. Three of the four defeats were by two or more goals. Coming off a 5-1 defeat at home to Everton. In fact, that was a good game. I enjoyed that game. It's, you know, unbelievable, really. Arsenal lost just one of their last 13. Minus three quarters, 213 games, 68 home, 65 half wins, 80 losses, 103, 103 plays, 80. 
no value in the line. I, I, I think it's going to be a, a, a tough game for Arsenal. Did you enjoy that Brighton game because you had on loop me saying Brighton are going to rip Everton to pieces? It's a big mismatch. They play at a different pace to Everton. Is that why you enjoyed it? No, no. I just, I just thought it. I just, it, it's typical. I, 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 I sort of fancied Everton plus one or whatever it was, plus one and a quarter, plus one thought, and a half. What? Well, yeah, plus one and a half. And I thought, bloody hell, I can't believe we, I didn't get on that one. Crazy and. What I do think here is obviously Brighton, you know, they're going to be deflated after that result. There's nothing more that you can be. But what I will say, this is a chance for Brighton to play in a match where they're not expected to force the pace. And I sense that could really play into their hands, given given the relatively, you know, recent struggles they've had, not just against Everton, when they've played, when the focus is on them to, to you know, take the game to the opposition. Now, conceding five times to that Everton side could have landed a massive blow to their confidence this late in the season. They're in danger of potentially, depending on what happens, they could end up finishing the season ninth, Pete, if they completely blow up. Now, the chances are they'll finish eighth at worst. But if they lose this game, the season could peter away completely. And in some ways... We, we need to know what happens in in the Man City. Man City kick off before them, don't they? Oh, sorry. Yes, they do. I've I've, I've skipped. Yes. No, I, no, that's fine. Yeah. No, but just you know, by the time Arsenal take the field here, they could be four points behind with just three games to go. And mm. you know, some of that belief may have drained from the Arsenal players. And if the Brighton squad sense that, then they're easily capable of not only covering this three quarters of a goal line, but they could win outright at the Emirates if you know, if there's a more of a deflated mood around the, the Arsenal camp and the and the stadium as a whole. It's an interesting well that game I I yeah I, 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 I got them mixed round. Everton Man City next interestingly and this is quite interesting really out of the previous head to heads they've won one and City have won six. When plus one and a half goals, and these are against Man City, one naught drawn, one lost four, all four defeats by two or more goals coming from a 5-1 uh, victory away at Brighton. Manchester City, when they're minus one and a half, one seven drawn, three lost naught, four of the seven were by two or more goals coming off a 2-1 victory at home to Leeds. Man City, they won the last 10. They're, they're timing it right. It'll be interesting to see whether they can get through Real Madrid as well next week. Plus one and a half, 77 games, 39 home, 38 away. My rating suggesting value with the visitors, Manchester City. I think it's not the end of the world if Everton lose this game. I, I, looking, looking at their, their, their next fixtures after this, they've got um, Wolves away and uh, Bournemouth at home, which I think they would expect to get points out of. I... I, I I've changed my mind on Everton now. I, I, I think, although I think they may lose this game, I think they're going to survive. Well, it's fortunate that they play. The fixture compilers have given them two games against teams that are safe in Wolves and Bournemouth after this game. So, yes, there will be a frenzied atmosphere at Goodison Park. There always is. It's the kind of game maybe even a year ago, Pete, I would urge caution with for people if they're thinking of backing Man City. Just just wait until you see the team sheet. Their squad is so strong now and they've converted players like John Stones into midfield that you don't need to wait until the team sheet. Even if Man, even if Man City makes seven changes, 
this week before they play Real Madrid, which I'm sure Pep will do, um, it won't actually affect me. If I'm going to back Man City, I'm just going to back them in terms of believing in them and their record in this spot. Away to bottom six finishing teams, Pep's men have gone 27-1-2 and over the last five completed seasons. 20 of those wins have come to nil. So even if Man City don't play at 100%, you telling me they can't be leading 1-0 with 10 minutes to go and then score one on the break mm, if mm, Everton yeah. have a bit of pressure on them now. This is clearly Man City or pass for me and I'm pretty tempted to take Man City, boot. Leicester-Liverpool finally and Leicester are in trouble, I believe. You know, uh, plus one. Plus one, one, two, draw, naught, lost six. Three of the six will buy two or more goals, come off the 5 3 defeats away at Fulham. Less uh, Liverpool, when they're uh, minus one, one, five, drawn, four, lost one. Four of the five victories by two or more goals, coming for a 1 0 victory at home to Brentford. Liverpool won their last six, they're coming in some good form now. Plus one goal, 179, 61 um, home, 49 push, 69 away, so 61 plays 69. Small value, Leicester Marais is suggesting, but I think they're in trouble. I, 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 I'm not convinced they're going to get anything out of this. Then they they go, uh, let's have a look. They're away at Newcastle. I think that's going to be exceptionally tough. And then they're home at West Ham in the last game. And I think I think they can probably get something there. But, wow. Yeah, it's, it's not looking good for Leicester, I don't feel. It's not. The one positive, Pete, is that they've scored as many goals this season as Manchester United have. They've scored 49, so have Man United, who currently sit in fourth, and we're talking about them going for a Champions League spot. So there is a bright hope there that they can find a way to score. But sadly, at the other end of the field, that's where their real struggles are this season. Leicester have kept just six clean sheets in 35 games. But critically, none of those clean sheets have come against sides that are currently in the top half of the table. And why, and why is that? What, what is that pattern telling you? Well, it suggests they can't concentrate and cope with the opposition having the ball for a sustained period of time. When they play against some of the weaker sides, where it's a little bit more even, they can, they can repel attacks. When a good side has a prolonged period of pressure on them, they cave in. So that means to me, if they're going to get anything from this game, it's going to have to be a high-scoring game. They're going to have to ride their luck. But can you see them doing that for a prolonged period of time against Liverpool, turning this into almost a bit of a basketball game? I mean, Liverpool scored twice last time out at West Ham, six times at Leeds in the last two outings on the road. It's the kind of game that Liverpool will want an end-to-end game. Can't say I can back this Liverpool side minus one, but you never know, Pete, if... If Man United don't get a result at home to Wolves, all of a sudden, Liverpool Liverpool can be in the top four. Yes. Yeah. Who'd have thought that a month ago? Yeah, that's incredible. I, looking at this relegation struggle, I, I don't like the looks of Leeds and Leicester. I think I think they, they could be going. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think we can almost write off West Ham. It's going to be, I think Southampton are down. And then it's going to be two from West Ham, Everton, Leicester and Leeds, I think. And Forest. 
Oh, sorry. Yeah. So two from Forest, Everton, Leicester, and Leeds. Yes, I, 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 I think Forest. I think, I think they, you know, I think if they get a draw against Chelsea, I think, you know, I think they're looking good. Obviously, they have got that game at home to Arsenal, which is going to be tough. But you it don't know. It could be, but but by then you never know what happens this weekend. Yes, yes, yes. It might suddenly become a lot easier of a game for Forest. I mean, you know how strong they are on home soil. We said this before. Just because a team needs to win doesn't mean they're going to win. Uh, I, I'm going to go Fulham off scratch away at Southampton. I believe you're going to go the same. Oh. I, I think it. I think it's sort of. I think it's the most common sense bet, isn't it? It's a difficult week. It is. I'm definitely going to take Fulham off scratch and I'm also going to chuck in there for the listeners I do like Man United to win at home to Wolves at, to nil keeping a clean sheet you can back that at bet, with bet Victor at 7-5 to five, so 2.40 if you shop around on the exchanges you might even get around the 6-4 to 2.50 mark I can see you know Ten Hag keeping it pretty buttoned up at home and uh and United scraping the win with a clean sheet on top. Yes, you know, I did sort of like look at Brentford minus a quarter at home to West Ham. But the only problem there is West Ham still need something, don't they? They, they may still need something. And, you know, obviously that, that plays into it. Or it's very, it, it, you know, you've got to tread carefully at this. It's a tough week this week, really hey. tough week. And, and, hey. and to, be, to be quite honest with you, the, 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 the Fulham away off scratch, I wouldn't be putting my house on that. <laughs> But from a pure value perspective, Pete, we're, we're talking this now. It's half time at the London Stadium. West Ham are losing. If they lose by one goal, Pete, David Moyes will rest a hell of a lot of players on Sunday. Yes, yeah, yeah. And that line is only going to Brentford minus a half. Yes. So from a, from a, a an arbitrage perspective, I would be looking to get on Brentford now. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I I, th- I think I think that's a, a a sensible, possibly a sensible bet as well. They'll go off odds on. Yeah, Brentford will. Yeah, yeah. Right, we shall be back uh, this time next week with uh, two matches to go. Uh, it's all hotting up, and um, best of luck, everybody. Best of luck, everybody.